Our screens may be all different sizes this year, but our films will have the same sized impact. They'll shake you, move you, and refuse to leave you. Mark our words. Groundbreaking stories are very much to be continued. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our 2020 Toronto International Film Festival review of Spring Blossom. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you, except for this week, where we are reviewing a few select films that we were able to catch at this year's Toronto International Film Festival. Um, so yeah, these are, these are going to be a little bit shorter than our normal reviews, um, which is fine because you guys won't be able to see these films if you are listening. And uh, we're going to tr maybe try not to go too deep into them because we don't want to spoil things that could be coming out in the future. Um, but yeah, anything to say, Stephen, before we get started in this episode? Um, no, no, not much. <laughs> Except, I guess, to say that I was going to go to Cannes this year and there were a few films, like Cannes did a weird thing this year where rather than just announce their like 21 or whatever official selection, they announced like a bunch of titles and then wouldn't tell what category they were, um, oh, which weird. is nice of them, I guess. Like they, it was just a way to elevate more films. They kind of were like, rather than tell you what got in, here's a list of 60 things. Um, and Spring Blossom was one of those things. So this is something that th there was a chance I would have been seeing in France moments before I died of the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to get started um, with this episode, as usual. No trailer for these, so I'm just going to give you a brief description. It is about a uh, young 16-year-old girl who, one day while walking around, uh, this older gentleman catches her eye, and it's sort of about her experience thinking about this like new infatuation and maybe acting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what did you think of Spring Blossom? So I feel like I have a role to fill here on the podcast <laughs> as the guy who would go to bat for this movie. But unfortunately, <laughs> I, I cannot be that guy in, in this instance. Try as I must. I, I think I'm man enough to admit that I'm just not French enough for certain movies. Um so I, I mean, I mean, this movie has some stuff to recommend it. Like it is written, directed, and starring Susan Linden. So it's like an extremely young person wrote and directed this film, um, and so she is trying to share her experience as a young person growing up in France, um, how she sees the world. And it, like, and I'm a fan of that idea. Like, I think it's cool that somebody made a personal story like that. I just feel like. The acting is very, very flat in this movie, at least to me. I feel like I don't know much about what the the character of Suzanne is, like how she feels. I certainly don't know anything about Raphael, the, the love interest, why he would want to talk to her or what they have in common. Because, Stephen, like he's been doing the same play for untold amount of days and he just wants something new and fresh. Yeah. And what's newer and fresher than a 16-year-old girl? <laughs> Amen, brother. 
All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was a joke for anybody listening. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it, it's, it's the kind of thing where I feel like it's trying to be very impressionistic and it's all about like, here's how love feels for her. You know, here's how like infatuation feels and here's these two people meeting each other and just sitting and having kind of terse conversations and going about their life. But it feels like so brief. It's like unfinished. Like I didn't feel like I got a narrative um, for either of them. And while there were a few touches that I liked, like there's a scene of them listening to something in headphones that I, I enjoyed. And there's a scene at a adult party. Adult party is a weird way to say it, but like there's two, <laughs> there's multiple parties in this movie and this is one that adults are at. Steven, <laughs> Steven, she's not old enough to get into adult parties. I know, I know. Um, but there's a scene where she's having a conversation with like a stage, a set dressing person um, that I thought was fairly funny. But in general, this movie it just like passed right through me. I don't know when it ended. I was like, okay, I guess that's, I guess that's the ending. <laughs> um, yeah, didn't, didn't do it for me. Wasn't, wasn't a big fan. Yeah. I, I think um, maybe I was still riding the high off the previous film, but up until the moment, uh, uh, the second line of dialogue, the first time she talks to the guy up until that moment, I was really vibing on this film. I think, I mean, it makes sense because it's, <laughs> written directed and stars a person who is this is the the vantage point that it's coming from but i think the sort of everything that's done from afar like her her not fitting in with her classmates her kind of not fitting in at home um her like view of the world is like everything is exciting and interesting um and the way she reacts to seeing s different things in her environment like the first time that she sees the the motorcycle that's like broken down i guess and she like runs home and she's like dad how long does it take to fix a motorcycle and like she, like yeah. all of that wide-eyed like complete innocence view of the world i thought was extremely compelling and i was i was very very um interested uh in 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 like you know her sort of wanting to eat toast with jam just because she saw this man eating toast with jam all of that totally cool with everything's good as soon as they talk his very first question is how old are you and he's like 16 he's like well i'm 35 <laughs> or whatever it was and then it, it and then they're just like they don't bring it up again i'm like oh uh, okay i guess that's just french culture <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> i'm like all right cool and and everything from then on their interactions together don't they there's no they're there like there's no, this isn't a story. Like this isn't a call me by your name where, where right. you understand where both people are and why they are drawn into this relationship. It's just two people who are bored and decide to start drinking lemonade and grenadine together. And then mm -hmm. like things go on. Um, so I, this film kind of lost me after their first conversation because I was like, oh, okay, you were doing something that was really like interesting. Like you were, you were showing me a particular viewpoint and I was understanding how she felt in all those moments. And then everything after that just seemed kind of strange to me. Um, and then <laughs> I know recently I've complained a lot about dance numbers. Um, mm -hmm. 
I I was like I I liked the way the dance numbers came about in this film. Um, yeah. I yeah, it's five hundred days of summer. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so so like yeah, so so the dance number at the table, it's emotionally metaphorical, right? Mm-hmm. The dance number on the stage. Is that supposed to actually like they're not I dancing? Right? It was just metaphorical. Yeah. But I mean, it's metaphorical of like something else having happened, right? Probably. Or, yeah. Yeah. I I, I can't <clears throat> say for sure, but I, yeah. I read it that way. Yeah. So it, it's like once we get to like the first time they dance, it's in a public setting, so you know no shenaniganry is happening. And then once there's like a dance later on it starts to feel kind of like weird. Um, and then the film sort of just like the character has a revelation that's not brought on by anything that I can discern. I, I even like I was watching and then there's a scene where she talks to her mother and I was like, wait, did I miss something? And I rewound and I went back to the point where she talks about like, I have a new beauty mark. And then I was like, okay, that doesn't apply. So I went to the scene ahead of that. And I was like, no, okay, I remember that. And I, I started bouncing around trying to like, is there something I missed or is there something strange that's happening? And then the film ended and I was kind of just left, uh, not off put, but kind of just like, huh, I don't know yeah. what this film was trying to do. And it kind of just left me not super happy by the end of it. Yeah, and like I'm sometimes okay with a movie ending in a way that puzzles me. It's like, huh, okay, let me like let me piece that together. Let me think about what I just watched. But I, I like you said, I didn't really feel like maybe you didn't say this. I, I felt like there wasn't really a there there. Um, yeah, like I felt I like there that. wasn't. Okay, um, I, I felt like there wasn't a lot holding it together, and I get that it's it's like an exploration of how it feels to fall in love uh fall in love with an older man which hey france is france i don't know i'm glad (laughs) that at least on screen things are chased in this movie which made it easier for me to not be too bothered by by the age situation um but yeah it just kind of fizzled out like i i like her like you said at the beginning when it's establishing how her life feels and like her not really fitting in with her friends. Like I like the, the, the innocence and like the faces she makes and the way that she reacts to things. It, it feels like you wouldn't ever have written it that way. Like it feels very authentic for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and I like that. But then as the movie goes on, it isn't that it loses that authenticity. It's just kind of like there's Suzanne being just herself you know, a a 16-year-old girl, and then there is ostensibly a romance happening, and, like, there's nothing holding it together. I don't know. It it, it feels very yeah. incomplete. Like, 30 minutes got ripped out of the middle of this movie that would be where the actual, like, dramatic tension happens. Um, yeah, so I, I'll say maybe I just didn't get it. I don't know, but I, I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I think the problem is that in... Like if if they drew out the the dancing around things, um, if they kind of like just kept encountering each other, and maybe she was causing it to happen, and he was sort of oblivious to it, and he was just sort of, you know, like he liked that this young girl was like paying attention to him, but he wasn't actually whatever he was in this movie. Then that yeah. would be different. If it kept drawing it until a point where they meet at a party or something, right? Like th- then it could be like there's there's a tension that's building, but I feel like 
they immediately just start hanging out all the time, but there's no conversation that happens. Um, yeah. He just says like, oh, I, I, I do a play. And she's like, oh, our play's cool. And he's like, I mean, I, I do the play a lot. And she's like, oh, I, I, I could maybe see the play. I, I, and I tried to see the play, but I can't because I'm 16 and I don't have a way to see the play <laughs> by myself. And, and like, it, it, there's, there's never, there, I, I don't know. It, it seems like there's, there's never conversations. But the moments of just her in her own head I feel yeah. what she's thinking in those moments. Like there's that scene where she like takes the other cup to drink from like those mm. moments feel authentic and feel yeah. like warm. Right. And the other stuff just feels kind of cold and dead. And because yeah. there's the whole everything sitting over it, you kind of just go like, Hmm, I don't, I don't know about this. And the fact that no one else thinks it's weird, <laughs> like they're always in public places and everybody's like, oh yeah, cool. That one girl's here. Like it just, I, I don't understand. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the world is cold and dead. It's all winter except for this one spring blossom. And that's <laughs> what the name means. We figured it out. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like that name is extremely creepy. If <laughs> you tell the film <laughs> from the other point of view. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, Stephen, what do you say we get to our verdicts for this film? Sure. If you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm going pass with a caveat. I, I feel like this this movie lost me pretty quickly. I, I didn't feel like there was a lot to recommend it, but I will happily admit there may be cultural things or like intentions that this movie had that just went over my head and the caveat is like it it looks and feels like a real movie and it's cool that someone who is she is currently <laughs> 20 which means she must have been like 17 or something when she was writing and starting to make this movie and that is wild that someone that young made a movie that maybe got into can and certainly got into tiff so like good on you you know keep making movies clearly she's got a vision and a point of view uh but that this one just didn't didn't do it for me. Yeah, I <laughs> because she's so intimately tied to the project, I feel bad <laughs> just shitting on the movie. <laughs> she's not going to listen to this. I know she's not. Well, I mean, you don't know. I mean, there's probably not going to be a lot of reviews of it. Yeah, that's true. I'm just like piling on unintentionally. Nobody, nobody at reply her when we post this episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it a must avoid. (laughs) I, I think that it's like, if if, I I think the beginning of the film is really great. Um, and I, I was really vibing with it, but it, it, it just sort of once, once the encounter actually takes place, I feel like the film doesn't have anything to share anymore. Um, and I think the character's personal revelations, um, don't, they're, they're not explained enough. Um, and like the person she's revealing them to doesn't even respond to it. The credits just roll. So it's kind of yeah. like, I, I really, I really felt, I, I just, it's hard for me to recommend this film uh, for a myriad of reasons. Yep. So yeah, that's a review of Spring Blossom. <laughs> Stephen Miller. We did it. <laughs> if people want to find you that the week, Stephen, where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. 
People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can just add all the, <laughs> all the hate <laughs> at me um, over there. You can head over to thespoilerwarning.com to find a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from that little jingle, so hopefully you're enjoying that once again. And uh, yeah, we have more episodes to review that hopefully we will like more than this one. (laughs) Bye. This is Canadian content, and it's time we take credit for it, starting now. Oh, oh, Canada!